Today's episode is about the role of happiness in the dual nature of our emotions. And oh my gosh, I feel like it's the perfect time for me to record this episode because I am feeling it like in the sense of, okay, so you all know that I'm on a nomadic lifestyle, right? So every month or so, my husband and I and our little dog move to a new location in the United States. And it's a lot of fun, but it also is a lot of work. And from the emotional aspect, there are high highs and low lows. And today in trying to record this episode, I am just in a little bit of an emotional tizzy because it seems like no matter what I do, there's always some like background noise. So I apologize if this doesn't sound that, you know, crisp and clear. It's as good as it's going to get in this location. And as I noticed my frustration creep in, I realized, you know what? That's just what it is. Like that feeling is there. And yes, a lot of the ways I'm thinking are causing it. But right now, the feeling's already within me. And I'm just going to let myself have the feeling, not try to make myself have to feel better and just let it flow through me. And I found it to be quite relieving, honestly. And I hope that's what today's episode brings you all as well. Because really, bottom line, today's episode is that life is 50-50, and that includes our emotional experience. And I'll explain more on why that's the case as I'm making my argument for why the goal of life is not the role or to to be happy all the time. And I'm going to talk about what the role of happiness is instead. And really, all of this is to give you a chance to stop trying to control emotions through our actions in order to try to be successful or to feel better and instead give ourselves some relief in the immediate whatever emotion that we're feeling. And so I'm going to start off by talking about why happiness is not the goal. I'm really going to plead my case here. And I don't want you to just, you know, take these thoughts as they're as your own without testing them out first, because I believe so strongly that the role of happiness is not to, its role is not like our goal. We're not meant to be happy all of the time. And yet we're in a society that tells us you should be happy. And if you're not happy, that must mean something's wrong. And I am so sick and tired of this being the doctrine that's out there because it makes us feel like crap for not feeling good. And so we just layer on feeling crappy on top of our already crappy, maybe emotional state for that day. And we make it worse. We compound the emotional down. And so today's episode, I am arguing that the goal is not happiness. That is not why we're here. We're not here to be happy. I truly believe that. And I'd love for you to experiment with some of the ideas I'm presenting today. So Here's why I believe we are not meant to be happy all of the time. I believe it because we live in duality. There are ups and downs, hot and cold, right and wrong, left and right, north and south, day and night. Everything has its opposition. You have waterfall from the sky, water evaporate up into the sky and become the clouds again. Like we're in this cyclical place, but it's a place of duality. You go to sleep, you wake up. You are born, then you die. 
We are in duality. And so why would emotions be any different? There is no reason. Now, it's because the human experience is in this life of duality because we've collapsed ourselves into this single life in this time, in this space to be human. And in this human world, we have opposition. We're a land of contradiction. We're a land of duality. Our emotions play that part too. So you have emotions that feel good and you have emotions that feel bad. And yet here we are often telling ourselves and others or hearing from others that we're meant to be happy. And then we're feeling mad or bad at ourselves or shameful that we can't just feel better. We never, like, would you ever think, oh no, I feel hot. I should always feel cold all the time. What's wrong with me for always being so hot? Like, maybe that's not the best example, but we don't look at being hot and assume we're meant to be cold. And we don't try to get out of hot in order to be cold because cold is better. No, we realize there's hot and there's cold and that's all a part of it. Now, we might want to adjust the shower temperature to something that is pleasing to us or is correct for us in the moment, but it's not because we see hot as wrong or cold as better. We just see that there's both those options out there and we allow for that to happen. What if we took the same approach with our emotions? What if we saw that there were highs and there were lows? There were emotions that feel good and there were emotions that feel bad. And that was just a part of it. That was just what it is to experience life. Imagine what that would be like. It would mean that we should never, we'd never make ourselves feel like we should be feeling different because one emotion is better than the other. And it means that the role of happiness is that it is just another emotion in our emotional experience. Now, I want to qualify this here because I believe we have the egoic emotions, which are the human condition emotions, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, and those emotions come in and they go out. And I view happiness as often in the way we describe it there. But if we collapse or not collapse, if we go beyond this human experience, and connect with the infinite wisdom that we are, the soul that we each are, and we take that soul and we take on its perspective, then we're no longer in duality. We're in oneness. We're in all that is. And from that perspective of the soul, it's not duality. It's not up and down, left or right. It's one. It's the great I am. It's this energetic essence that is whole. And from that perspective and that viewpoint, there is a quality that is a peace. Some people use the word content. Others say peace. Some say fullness. Some say wholeness. Some might even use the word happiness. But it isn't the same type of happiness as the human happiness. And often when people talk about happiness, they're not talking about that that deep nature of who we are. That joyous or content or peaceful aspect of the soul. So on the one hand or the one focal point focused in on the soul view, there's that oneness and that's what it is constantly. It's like a gentle hum beneath everything. It's the pulse that we all live within. 
But when we factor in the idea that we have an ego and that we're in this human world and we've collapsed into this time and space and this physical reality and part of that is these emotional qualities, then happiness just becomes another emotion. And we can use it. We can use it to help us make decisions if we want, but it doesn't mean that the goal is to always be happy. Think about how hard it would be to know what you want if you just felt good all the time. It would ruin the discernment that the emotions can give you. And so emotions in the highs and the lows are so crucial to humanity, to our human experience. They make us human in so many ways. And so the goal is not to be happy all the time. So then what is the goal? From my perspective, the goal is fullness. It's fulfillment. It's living a life that brings you joy, but not because joy is better, but because you as a human are able to experience the richness of emotion. And I have found there is a benefit to my anger or to my sadness or to my overwhelm. Like there are, there is wisdom in every emotion. I don't see joy from a human perspective as better than another emotion. It's just a different emotion with different wisdom to give us. Would I rather feel good than bad? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I believe I'm supposed to feel good all the time because I do not believe that that is the goal. So if the goal is not to be happy all of the time and instead to be fulfilled, What does it mean to be fulfilled? Well, that's for every one of us to define for ourselves. Ask yourself that question. What does fulfillment look like or mean to you? For me, it means growing. It means always expanding beyond my current reality, my current point of contact. And so this brings us to the next point for today, which is, What is the role or point of goals? Because if we're not here to be happy, and often people use goals because it makes them feel successful and they believe when they're successful, they're happy. And so they set these goals for the sake to accomplish something to then decide that through those actions and what they've accomplished that they're happy. But if we're saying that that's not the goal or the point of life, then why would somebody set a goal in the first place? Well, because I find setting goals to help spur my fulfillment. And here's what I mean by that. I want you to picture a pie. And half the pie is really good tasting, delicious. And the other half is pretty crappy. It's not good at all. And that's the pie that you're given. And each of us are given this pie, half half of it's happy and half of it's crappy. We each are served this full pie happy and crappy, both there, equal 50-50. Now, you can live a life with that pie that you got, and that's fine. You can live from that place and just enjoy the pie you have, the happies and the crappies within it, and find comfort and ease in your life and live what some might call a quiet life. And many do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. For me, I don't find that fulfilling. I want to push the boundaries. I want to think, but what else could be? I want to expand my own mind and understand the expansion of others as well. And so the point 
of goals is for expansion. It's for us to give ourselves an opportunity to dream beyond the reality that we currently see for ourselves. That is very fulfilling. The process of evolution can create a sense of fullness through the movement and the growth that you get from it. And so what does that mean? Well, you still have half of a pie that's happy and half of a pie that's crappy. It's just a bigger pie. You have highs that are higher and lows that are lower. And I think this nomadic experience that I'm on is a perfect example of this. It's still got its highs and it's still got its lows, but the nature of it has expanded my pie so that while the proportions are still 50-50, the extent felt within is larger, has greater depth. And I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, has children. She's two children. She's a mother. And she was sharing with me that the experience has a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. And I can see how that could be. And it's another way that we can expand beyond our current idea of who we are, take on a whole new identity, the identity of a parent and the high highs and the low lows that that might bring. She's expanded her pie. And so I want you to think about goals from this perspective of what if we don't need to set goals to find success in order to be happy, like happy is some checkbox we're after or some level of sustainment that we're supposed to have as our baseline. And instead saw happy as another emotion that we can use however we want to help guide us. But it doesn't mean it's better than any other. It just gives us clarity for us to use to make decisions from. And I have other episodes all about how to make decisions, so we're not going to go in-depth in the decision-making process here. But what I do want to say, because this relates to this idea of the duality of life, is that within every decision, you have a ghost ship. And I love this concept because recently my husband and I have been talking about some big life decisions, things about family size and living situation and trying to figure out like what what do we want what are we after and so as i was on youtube googling things about decisions a concept was brought to mind and the concept was the ghost ship and the ghost ship is the path that you did not take so think about that within every decision you make There's the side of the decision or the option that you didn't choose. Often there's multiple ghost ships for the sake of simplicity, though. Let's just let's just use a simple one. Marriage. I've chosen to be married and to have a monogamous marriage. That's the decision I've made. And I am so in love with this decision. That doesn't change the fact that there's that ghost ship out there of the life I would have had, the single life I would have had if I hadn't chosen to get married. The people I've never uh, formed relationships with because I chose to get married. And sometimes when people talk about, oh, are you getting cold feet? I think they think that that means it's a problem. But what I'm actually thinking is when people have cold feet, some of what they're doing is they're experiencing the grief of the ghost ship that they won't get to have. It doesn't mean that their decision that they're about to make is wrong. It just means that 
there's the path they're not going to be taking. And I find this incredibly freeing because what it does is it cleans up our emotions a bit. Instead of feeling like if you feel bad for a decision you make, you made, instead of feeling like that means you should have chosen differently, what if you just let yourself grieve the path you didn't take? What if you just knew that with every choice you make, because we're human and we have this single life that we know of, where this focal point, this focused life, where we have one path that we get to make. Now in the multiverse, we could have every single reality, everything. But because of the rules of this human game and the single life that we have, we have one path that we take. So we're constantly turning down paths of life. Think about all the paths you're not taking. Because you have to take a path, one path, the path. And yeah, there's a lot of turns and you might backtrack and you might go left and right and all over the place, but it's still a single way forward. And so you have ghost ships left and right following you. And if we let ourselves see them, we can let ourselves grieve them. So if you have a decision coming up and you feel like you don't know, what to do, I want you to consider if really what what needs to happen is grieving the path that you're not wanting as much or that you don't think you'll take. That creates a cleanness to our grief. It takes out the idea of shame that you should feel good about every decision you make or that you're supposed to feel 100% satisfied with every choice you make because it gives you the opportunity to be satisfied with your choice and also lament the one you didn't get. Maybe not lament, maybe more so grieve. I like that word better. Sorrow. There could be sorrow because part of the human condition is suffering. Suffering because we don't, we never will be fully full in the sense of we'll never have every single experience in one life because in every moment we're doing the, the thing that we're doing. There's hundreds, infinite things we could do in every moment, but we're just doing one. Surrounded by ghost ships of the lives we haven't had. I don't say this to be dramatic, but I do say it to magnify how courageous it is to be human. How, how courageous it is to make decisions. And how it's okay to feel sad or to just not be happy. Because think about all of the choices that you've had to make in your life or gotten to make in your life. And we can look forward and we can look down the path that we chose and we can love it and we can embrace it. But we also don't have to feel like we don't have we can't feel bad for the ones we don't take the road not walking or walked and so let's let ourselves eat the pie savor the pie the full 50/50 however big of a pie that you want let's let ourselves set goals for the sake of expansion not for the sake of Feeling success in order to get to happy because happy doesn't need to be our goal. And so I ask of you to consider, how have you been using happiness? How do you want to use it moving forward? What do you want to be the point of it all? Because when we do this, 
We create intentionality. We don't just buy into society's stories. We let ourselves feel. We let ourselves embrace. We let ourselves process emotions with clarity and cleanliness as opposed to compounding shame on top of shame, getting mad at ourselves for getting mad, getting bitter at ourselves for being bitter. We just feel bitter. We just feel mad. We just feel shame. We process through it, acknowledge it's there. Every emotion is emotion, emotion, energy in motion. And so we never have to feel statically stuck. Emotions only get stuck when we don't let ourselves process them. It's like you have your your parking brake on and you're trying to drive at the same time. You're resisting the movement. And so when we let ourselves feel, we actually might find we get to happiness quicker as a side effect. Or we actually might find there is more relief because we haven't compounded emotions on top of emotions. And what we also find is when we take this path of choice, we get to choose our happy and sad as opposed to feeling like life is throwing them at us. Now, we don't get to choose all our circumstances, but we do get to decide, you know what? I'm not going to get mad that I'm mad. I'm just going to let myself be mad. That's empowering. So that is what I have for you today. Remember, bottom line, life is 50-50 because we live in this place of duality. Use it to give yourself some relief to stop trying to control your emotions through your actions and instead use the wisdom of the highs and the lows of the emotional experience to create a life of fulfillment. Thank you. Bye for now.